RadioInfluence.com. Ah, we are in the dog days of summer here in Florida. How you doing? How you doing? What's happening? Another edition of the Rock Stops Here podcast. I have a returnee. Ah, familiar voice. A familiar voice. He is a pro football hall of fame representative for the Tampa Bay area. What does that mean? It means that any player that is deemed worthy of being nominated and has a chance to be a finalist and to possibly be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, it is my guest, Ira Kaufman's responsibility to make that pitch to all the voters in the room to try to get Tony Dungy, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, and now Rondé Barber into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the sage of Tampa Bay sports. Ira Kaufman from JoeBucksFan.com has done it. And he's a great, 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 great guest. Now, this is not an X's and O's. If you're looking for X's and O's on the Bucks, no. It's more about... How the hell did a guy from Brooklyn, New York, with that accent, decide many, many moons ago with his lovely wife to move to Tampa Bay, Florida, to Newport Ritchie, Florida, and work down here? I mean, he was covering the Jets and the Giants and all the New York sports and with UPI, and he's in the number one market and a lot going on, and he comes to... Little Tampa at the time? Well, he tells us in this podcast some of the some of the, some great stories. Story time. Story time, story time. After Ira's interview here, then I will get into a few different things and some stories as well. So just like kick back. I hope this next pretty much an hour you can just be entertained. He is very entertaining. From JoeBucksFan.com, Pro Football Hall of Famer. The one, the only, the sage of Tampa Bay sports, Brooklyn's own Ira Kaufman. I am with the legendary, legendary sports journalist, reporter, The great Ira Kaufman from Brooklyn, worked in New York, covered all the New York sports teams, comes to Tampa Bay, Florida, and just, he's still doing it. With Joe Buck's fan, he's on Mad Dog Radio with his buddy on Sirius XM. Little Derek Brooks once in a while. Oh my God, it's Ira Kaufman. Ira, you're still going strong. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Rock, you know, I've been thinking about this. I've seen all the changes in our industry. Our industry, you and I, I'll give you an example. When I worked at the trip for 25 years, before Twitter and before the internet, Rock, we would find out a story, me and Roy Cummings, uh, about the Bucks at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And we wouldn't put it out on the Tribune until 12, 15 in the morning. Wow. And you know. know why? We didn't want anybody stealing it. At three o'clock. So when it's in the Tribune, the next day, we're the only ones that have it. Wow. We're the only ones that have it. Right. Now, the idea is 
get it out immediately. Get it out fast. Hopefully they credit you. But all the changes, Rock, there were no Zoom calls back then. Twitter wasn't anything. Um, everything's changed. Everything's changed. You got to go with the flow, Rock. You know, I said when Twitter came out, oh, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and I was having dinner with a buddy of mine in the industry. And he goes, if you don't, if you don't become part of Twitter, you'll be left in the dust. You'll be left behind. So reluctantly, I got on board. And I'm glad I did, Rock. Isn't it something? This is your 47th year, is it, as yeah, a professional counting, journalist? Yeah, 47. 47 years. But you know what? With all the changes and all social media and everybody can be a star if they have a phone and they have their account, are there some things that have not changed being a reporter, reporting, yes. they have to be right facts. What about that, Sage? What hasn't changed, Rock, is the essential element, relationships, relationships. And you have to build it over time. For instance, you get somebody squirreled away in the corner, could be a general manager, a coach, an owner over the years, and you're talking to them and, you know, they say something's off the record. But they're giving you information, but it's off the record. You have to respect it. The first thing you do, you don't tell your boss. That's the first thing, because the boss is going to look at it like, get it in the paper, get it on the wire, and we're going to look good. No, if I do that, this person will never talk to me. And whoever's around that person will get the message, hey, you can't trust Ira uh, Kaufman. So trust and then, is and then big. It dries up then it dries up. I see. So, But you got to be able to criticize, Rock. You got to be able to criticize, but you got to do it in a fair manner. You have to do, don't, don't make it personal. Don't take a personal pot shot. Now, Rock, I've covered some guys that I've had every reason to take them. You know, Ray Perkins. I covered him twice, Rock. I'm the only one. I covered him in New York uh, in 1979 with the Giants. Then he leaves for Alabama. 1987, I'm sitting here at the Buck Trailer at Old Buck Place. Not New Buck Place. In walks Perkins as the new head coach. He sees me. <laughs> what are you doing here, Ira? I said I was going to ask you the same thing. Rock, I'm the only guy that's covered Phil Sims and Chris Sims. That's going to be my legacy, Rock, when I hang this up, which I think I'm going to do in the next couple of years. Yeah, you've been saying that for a I long time, been. Sage, I and been. I don't think. You are on now. Now you're, you're JoeBucksFan.com. Very successful website with Bucks information. They were laughed out of the media room, Rock, when they started. What are you guys? It's not going to work. This is a folly. You're going to lose a lot of money. They knew what they were doing, Rock. There you go. You also, during the football season, are on Sirius XM on Mad Dog, Chris Russo's channel. It's incredible what he's done the last couple of years. Of course, he was known on Mike with Mike Francesa, and then he goes to Sirius. And now, now he's got high heat. He's on high heat, MLB Network, ESPN, yes. battling Stephen A. Smith. Yes. How are you on with him? How did that relationship start, We Sage? go back a long way, Rock. Uh, it was like my last year or two in New York, it was maybe 84. I was working for United Press. And, uh, you know, we would get assigned. Uh, we weren't on beats. So you come in on a Tuesday, you know, you look at the schedule two weeks ahead. You, you got the Islanders. Uh, on Thursday, you got a Nick game. Uh, you know, Saturday, you might be going to the Mets. That That's the way it works at a wire service. You're I not see. A beat got you. you. You do what, what needs to be done. Got 
Gotcha. Now that develops your skills uh, over a wide range of sports. So one day I went out to a Devils game, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Brendan and, uh, Burn uh, Arena. Brendan Burn Arena, East Rutherford. You know Jersey guy. And you know, it's a Wednesday night and um, somehow Russo is in the press box. Uh, he's a young guy at that point, 25. He's 25, um, I'm 30, you know, and um, I don't know, we meet uh, in, in, the, in the dining room before the game and he introduces himself. You know, he, he came out of Rollins College and he's working in Orlando or he wants to get a job in Orlando and we start talking and then I got to see him in Orlando. He did Renegades games, the USFL, Lee Corso was the coach. Really? And I used to drive to Orlando once I got down here and transferred in 85. And so it developed from there, Rock. And he's a Giants fan, San Francisco, like I am, because my brother's a Dodger fan. I took every team that was opposite my brother. <laughs> we never rooted for New York teams, Rock. No Mets, no Yankees. Brooklyn guy. No Brooklyn guy. And so, you know, we're both Giants fans, and we talked about that. And, um, and then he ends up on Mike and the Mad Dog. Now, when we used to go to New York uh, every summer, uh, my wife and I and the kid took to, to visit our parents. And hers was on Long Island. Mine was in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I tell Chris I'm coming up. Hey, you got to go on the show. So, like, it was on a Saturday or something. I'd go, I'd go on for a half an hour. Did you go on Mike and Mad Dog? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and then uh, on occasion. On you occasion. got you, got you. And then when he got this gig, you know, yeah, yeah. on serious. Yeah. Uh, we, we started, and he goes, every, I want you every Wednesday during football season. Every Wednesday. They even have a little lead-in for me. Ira's a great guest. They, they, they're playing the George Costanza thing uh, from Seinfeld. That's I'm awesome. back, baby, I'm back. That's awesome. And then at the end, I say, you can't push me around like Peter King. I'm sure Peter King doesn't appreciate <laughs> that. But Peter King's on there on Tuesday. I'm on there on Wednesday. Then they got Phil Sims on there at the end of the week. But I'm right in the middle of the week, Rock. Now, of course, the last three years has been a blast because he's always asking me about Brady. Right. How's Brady doing? What's life with Brady? Right. This year's going to be a little different, Rock. Right. It's going to go back to the, uh, maybe the old. No, but nobody's talking about this team, Rock. No. The national guys. Nobody. So I got to keep it interesting for Russo this year. Hopefully, the Bucks have a good season. Yeah, you will. You will. Is there anybody that's one of your favorites? One of your favorite? You've covered so many athletes and teams. Do you have one at the top? Is there a couple that you just really enjoyed covering? What do you think, Sage? You've been at it 47 years. Uh, maybe Lynch because... John Rock, Lynch. Rock, Rock Lynch after games, and I learned this the hard way. Um, incredible competitor, John Lynch, among his, all his other assets. GM of the 49ers. The intelligence. Hall of you Famer. Know, um, the football smarts. But, Rock, one time after a tough loss... I came in there, and it was right after the game, and I went right up to Lynch, and he was in no mood to talk, right? Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. and I understand this, and mm -hmm. so do you. You, you got to have a little cooling off period. Yes. You know, you put your, your heart and soul for a week right. into preparation, and you fall a little short. Right. So it was a tough loss, and he chewed me out a little bit. Hey, give me some time, Ira. Give me some time. I learned a lot about John Lynch that day. And then, of course, all these years later, I tried to get him in the hall. It took a while, Rock, 
but we got it done. Yeah, by the way, if you're not aware, like Ira is the Pro Football Hall of Fame representative, representative presenter. You do the pitching. Started in 05. Is that when it started? Yeah, it That's started very, very interesting. Tom You've... McEwen turned it over to me. He recommended me to the board of trustees over there and said, hey, I don't want the trip to lose this. Go with this kid, Kaufman. And Rock, when I went, and, and the first year it was in Detroit. And uh, I remember 2005, a class of 2006, maybe. Uh -huh. And uh, I go to McEwen's office, Rock, a couple of weeks before I leave for uh, Detroit. Because it was the day before the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl city. Got so you. the Super Bowl was in Detroit. Got you. So I was going to be there, and the meeting was going to be on Saturday. And I went into McEwen's office. Hey, Tom, I'm leaving for Detroit next week. First time, uh, you know, on the Hall of Fame board. You got any advice for me? You've been doing it a long time. And he finally gave it up because he wasn't traveling and you had to travel. You had to be on board, visible in the city. And McEwen wasn't doing that anymore. So he gave it up. I said, Tom, any advice? He goes, Ira, and, and you, you you know McEwen. You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You Tom can appreciate McEwen, that. legendary sportsman. Ira, you're a rookie in that room. You keep your mouth shut for seven hours or how long it takes. You don't say a word. You soak up the whole atmosphere. I wasn't presenting anybody. And you know what, Rock, and you know me. It ain't hard, it ain't easy <laughs> for me to keep my mouth shut. And I know all, I know all these people. You know, I, I, I know the guy from Philly and I know the guy sure. from Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Because sure. I'd been around, sure. you know, uh, for a long time. But I, I took McEwen's advice. I didn't say a word. Smart. Smart. No, smart, smart. Yeah. Some people don't know how to do that. Just a couple more stages. How did you end up going from Brooklyn and being with UPI and covering all the New York teams yes. to coming down here in Tampa? And Tampa Bay was not what it is today. Everybody wants to move to Tampa Bay. There's so much going on. There wasn't a lot. How did that? Well, Rock, did that I'm going to tell you a story that nobody's going to believe, but you're going to have it. Super Bowl, 1983 season, so it's January of 84. The game's in Tampa. Tampa's first Super Bowl, the old sombrero. It is the Raiders and the Redskins. Oh, I remember it. I'm getting so they goosebumps. Were the Redskins I was on a radio station. I remember that. Okay. So I used to go to Super Bowl every year. I was the NFC guy, and I covered the Giants. So I'm going to the Super Bowl every year. Now, Rock, when the Super Bowl's in a nice town like L.A. or something, my wife wants to come with me. If they're going to Detroit, she says, hey, go, go ahead. You can go for a week. I, I won't miss you. So this time it's in Tampa. Oh, I'm coming to Tampa. She had never been there. So we go. Now, Rock, this true story. The night before the game, Saturday night, the NFL back then, 1984, they allowed you to take cars out. All you had to do was sign your name in a book, and, and you get a car from the NFL for the wow. night. For the night. Okay. So we did it for that Saturday night. Nice. And I'm looking at a map. I don't know much about Tampa. So I'm looking. Gulf Boulevard. Ooh, this looks nice over by the beaches. Let's do that. So I took the car out. We get in. And I said, ooh, this Courtney Campbell, that, that'll take us west over towards the beaches. Let's do that. We got on the Courtney Campbell. It's a mm -hmm. Saturday night about 7 o'clock. Yep. I went one mile. And the car ran out of gas, right? No! The guy who brought it back never checked didn't and never told anybody. And I didn't look at at, sure. at, at, at the dial. You know, right, right. So right. now we're stuck. We're, I'm in a strange town on a, in a strange night in a strange car. I didn't know what to do. A couple
couple of minutes later, some guy in a pickup truck comes by. He pulls over. What's the problem, folks? My wife and I get out of the car, ran out of gas. Oh, well, it's a seven-mile bridge. I'll, I'll take you guys over there. There's a convenience store. We'll fill up one of those gas things, and, I, and I'll bring you back to your car. I go, you got to be kidding me. Nah, no problem. This ain't happening in New York. We get in the car. He does it. We come back. I gave the guy 20 bucks. He didn't want to take it. He, he, he goes away. I'm, I'm in the car. I'm good. Now I got enough gas to go back over the bridge and fill up. Right. And I said to my wife, right then and there, we're not in New York. That, that doesn't happen on the Henry Hudson <laughs> Parkway <laughs> or the New Jersey Turnpike Rock. No. And so, Rock, from that moment on, January of 84, the whole year of 1984, I tried to get transferred to Tampa I with see. United Press. I see. We had one sports writer in the whole state. He was in Miami. Gotcha. Nobody in Jacksonville, nobody in Orlando, nobody in Tampa. We had a guy named Orville Jackson was the news guy. He used to go to Bucks games. He didn't want to do it, but we didn't have a sports guy. It took a year, Rock. Finally, in December, and I changed jobs. I left UPI. I went to another job for more money. And the sports editor said, hey, how can we get you back in UPI? I said, Dave, I've been trying to get transferred to Tampa for all year. Eh, let me work on it. A week later, he goes, it's done. You start in January 10th in Tampa. I had to go back to tell my people who I just joined a, a couple of months earlier. Yeah. I got, I, I got, I got the transfer. Wow. I got to go. They understood it. And Rock, I'm not making this up. It was a new, uh, it was a new organization. It was a. Uh, cutting edge sports information thing. Yeah. Two weeks later, after I told them I was leaving for Tampa, they went they wow. went belly up. Wow. What they a story. I never heard that. Never knew that. All right. This is my last one, Sage. There's so many that try to get into this business. So many. Journalists, sports, covering teams, you know. You've been doing it 47 years. What is your best piece of advice, Sage? You got a network and you're a master of it, Rock. You're a master of it. Um, one guy might lead you to another guy. Uh, it might not work the first five times, but if your timing's right, for instance, Rock, I'm at NYU. I'm a grad student in journalism, 1975. I go in the journalism office, or it might've been 76. I go in the journalism office. I see a little post-it note on the bulletin board. UPI is looking for a sports clerk. Here's the contact information. I called up. Luckily, I did a little internship at UPI for about a month. Nice. Uh, uh, six months before nice. that. On news side. On, on news side. On news, okay. But they knew me. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Some people yeah. knew me. Take advantage of any internship, anything like that. Get your foot in the door, Rock. And then once you do, it's all up to you. Here is to another 47 years, Sage. Cheers. Rock, I'm standing here with, with a cast on my arm. Lucky I can get past the next month. Yeah, it but says the pub on it. Thank you very much, it. my friend. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Sage is a character. Sage is a character. There is no doubt. He's very entertaining. We did... Uh, a podcast on Joe Buck's fan, his podcast, 
with one of the Joes from Joe Buck's fan, myself. And now and then I'll hop on. They'll ask me, and you know, I'm be honored to do it. Honored to hopefully work again this season for Joe Buck's fan. Well, the it's one of the most successful sites covering an NFL team around the country. You, you put it up against anybody. They just have the formula. They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, Sage is there, and again, I like to contribute uh, once a week. Hopefully, 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 maybe even more. We'll see. But we did a podcast for Joe Buck's fan, and. We did it in Iris' car. It's too hot to do anything outside now down here. You just can't. Although, you know what? Sage and I did that standing outside. So I thank you, Sage. But we went in and we sat in Iris' car. We went to a local watering hole. We had a nice lunch. We went out and he, we did it in Iris' car. And Iris shows me before we started taping what he's got on his pre, uh, preset for Sirius XM. He went through each channel music channel that he listens to and he was so proud so proud (laughs) he's just he's a character but uh i've enjoyed him he's honest you know what i mean and how about that at the end his his take on being successful and being employed for 47 years is relationships it's who you know and that is true I'm hoping still it will pay off for me. I'm not done yet in this beeswax. Uh, Still hoping, still grinding. So, Sage, I will see you at training camp. I probably won't see you until then. You'll get a little bit of time. No, I'm going to see Ira at the pro football hall. Well, you know what? Training camp will already be underway, I would think, right? Anyway, I'll see you in Canton. Ira's going to go with his wife. You know, he's the one that made the pitch. And they voted to have Rondé Barber go into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I got invited by uh, Rondé with his family and friends. So I'm honored. So I'll be there and have a blast with Ira and Sage and his wife and everybody else that's going. So I can't wait. That'll be great. He goes, when's your next trip? When's your next trip? My next trip is Canton, uh, Sage. I've already been on all those trips. So anyway, Um so how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? So I did see, and I, 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 I'm constantly refreshing on Joe Buck's fans' pages, and I saw last week that plenty of seats are available, even for the opener, the home opener, the Monday night game, the Eagles game. They're gonna they're gonna have a thing for Rondé Barber that night. I think it's that's week number three, right? But. Is anybody shocked after Brady? Like, you know, and it's so funny. I go on different shows as a guest, and every time I go on, the first question is usually, it's always, well, what about Kyle Trask? He deserves to get his shot. How come Kyle Trask isn't getting his shot? What, is it going to be Baker Mayfield? And I always have to, like, you're, and I, or I'll, I'll, whoever asked me that, just go look at their background. They're they're a huge Gator fan. Florida Gator fans are so fanatical. It's unbe- it's incredible. It's 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 more it's unbelievable. And I'll even say like, well, what if Trask was a Miami Hurricane or a Knoll or an Ohio State Buckeye? Would you still want Trask? Would you such be such a believer in Trask? It's really incredible. And I, and I and there's something about like the SEC fans that if their team isn't in the national championship picture, they they support 
all any SEC team. Like it's not like that in other conferences that much, like the ACC, Big Ten. You know, an Ohio State fan is not going to root for Michigan to win it all if they're in the Final Four just because it will make the Big Ten look better. It's right? Am I right? But it's just incredible. Everywhere I go, if somebody brings up right away, Trask, he's not getting the right. How come Kyle Trask isn't getting his shot? You know, are you, you're a Gator. You're a Gator fan, man. It's just, it's, 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 it's crazy. But there's nothing new. You're not going to know who's the starter because there, there's no practices now until the real training camp starts. Todd Bowles said he was going on vacation, and he meant it. And I know a lot of the, that leaves it wide open for a lot of heat. I get it. Todd Bowles can't coach. He's not a head coach. He's a coordinator. I understand. I, I know. I mean, I like him as a man, but the proof is in the pudding. You got to have results. There are some coaches that don't really take that much of a getaway, but he is. You know, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this it's like when Bruce Arians decided to step away, remember when Brady was coming back and Bruce says, you know what? I'm going to hand these reins over with the Glazier support to my longtime friend Todd Bowles because. Now is the time to give him a team and give him a shot. And he called, he told us this, and Bowles told us this. And they met with the Glazers, and everybody decided, okay, Todd Bowles is going to be the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Bruce Arians called Todd Bowles on the phone and said, I'm stepping down. You are the new head coach. Can you come back? Can you come to the facility? And Bowles said, I'm in Charlotte. I got tickets courtside uh, tonight to the game. Was it, it was either that night or the night next night. I'm going to the game. I'll be back after that. And I thought, wow, that is something. But he's like, no, I was there. I was guy had courtside seats. He's a big NBA fan. I'm going to the game. But it's like, man, if I get, I don't care what age I am. If I get a huge, huge, huge opportunity. You need me back now? I'm heading to the airport right now. I am the new head coach back in the NFL. I had my shot with the Jets. So anyway, he 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 likes his time when it's his time away. And then when it's time, you know, he's going to do all the homework. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But there's no decision as of right now between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. And Todd Bowles went on vacation. So there you go. And so did the GM, Jason Light. Now, they, a lot of GMs and even head coaches as well, they will get out of the country or go to the mountains or wherever because you got it is a long grind. Once, once, once you start, there's rarely a day off. But anyway, that's my deal. And there are plenty of tickets available for games if you want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it, it really is amazing on what Brady brought, like the aura. It's it's like what's going. It, it's reminding me what the Jets are going through right now with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to all these big events and games in New York. I saw he had a shot. He, he's you know everything is great right now. 
And Brady got it done. Brady got it done in the first year. Will Aaron Rodgers be able to do that with the Jets in the first year? Wow. It's going to be fun to watch. And again, I'm hoping to go to New Jersey for the joint practices with the Bucks and the Jets. I got to go. I, even though I'm spending money going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I'm honored that Rondé asked me. And we have been spending, my wife and I, spending the L.A. trip. We spent more than we wanted to for the house. Our credit card is, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. But I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to go to New Jersey. I got to go to Morris County. That's where I That's where I grew up. I grew up in Dover, Morris County, not far from Florham Park, New Jersey, where the Jets train. So anyway, I got to work on that. I got to work on that. Now, I... Um, and, you know, speaking of, like, coaches, it's almost it's like if you're a teacher or a parent, you can't be best, 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 best friends. Now, my with your kids, with your students, with your players, you have to be the disciplinarian, and it's not easy. My wife even says, I am best friends with my daughter, Addie. I'm best friends. And we may have let her get away with a little bit of too much. You know, we don't want to spoil. But she gets straight A's. She's very good. She's done well. So, but, but the reason why I'm bringing this up, last week when Kevin Cash of the Rays benched Wander Franco, his star shortstop, so talented, so young, so good, because of his outburst, his immaturity, the way he's handling frustrating situations. It's not good for the team. We won't really know everything that's going on behind the scenes. Cash did say he's a good kid, but no, nobody is bigger than the team. And here's a team that is in first place at the time when they're doing that. They're on pace to just, you know set a record. They're just crushing it. And sorry. Sorry, and I like the move. You know, Kevin Cash is known as a player's manager, but you also have to be a disciplinarian when it's needed. Bruce Arians ripped Tom Brady a new asshole. Yeah, yeah, he did. Brady Brady had told us that. And, and the stuff, though, that Brady really hated Arians and all this and all that, that shit was blown out of proportion, man. You know, did they disagree? Yeah. Yeah, you're always going to have disagreements. And you're going to treat Brady a little bit different. But I wonder now, as I hearken back to last year during training camp, when Brady promised his wife, Giselle, that he would take time off during training camp to go away on a vacation. That was not like Brady because Brady is so committed. I, I've seen it for the two years prior. And I'm wondering if Arians had still been the head coach, would he have said, go ahead, Tom, go. It was like two weeks, wasn't it? And you had, a, you had some new players coming in. And, you know, and what, what, what good did that do for the marriage? Brady, Brady looked, his cheeks looked sunken in. His wife, was it was going south. And he was getting divorced, and you got kids. It'll it'll wear on anybody if you're a human being. But what did that do? That didn't save the marriage. 
You know, and man, if you're a white, you need really you're going to take away two weeks of training camp. I know he's been through it 20 some years, but still, that is like crucial time. You got pads on 11 on 11. You're going up against a, a different opponents. You know, the Dolphins were here and all of a sudden like Brady left. And I'm like, wow, would Arians, would Arians have approved of that? You know, did he rip him? He ripped him a new asshole one day. But anyway, you got to. I remember when Raheem Morris was a young head coach here and he would go out and there were times where he was at the bar and some of the players came up. He Hell, he was older than even a couple of the players, but you can't. I knew the person that had the bar. He also had a uh, upstairs where there was a big chair where, where Raheem could sit and look down. That's where he should have stayed, but you can't be buddy-buddy. I guarantee you. If Raheem Morris ever gets, he's been done a great job as a defensive guy, as a coordinator. If he ever gets another chance, and I think he should. He had one year. Didn't he have one year where he had 10 wins? Freaking A. Wasn't it Josh Freeman? But anyway, um, all I can say is, man, you know, I guarantee you he he will have learned from that. Like you gotta be the disciplinarian, and I, st- I, I, I raise my hand. I'm not good as a disciplinarian with my daughter, but I'm. We're not gonna just give in. You can't just give in, man. And and, and you know, even Joe Madden, do Joe Madden, who won a World Series with the Cubs, he turned the culture around with the Rays from the lowly, shitty Devil Rays, last place Devil Rays, to. The Rays going to the World Series. Now they lost the World Series to the Philadelphia Phillies at that time, but in in when when there's when there's no uh, salary cap, with a low payroll, it was incredible. And he turned it around. Then Kevin Cash kept it going, but he also he he's you know he's told out. There's times where you got to be tough. You got to be you got to be a disciplinarian. So anyway, it was kind of interesting to just see that last week, and I'm like. Good, 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 good for Kevin Cash. You know, speaking of baseball, now next week, unless something else comes up, I sat down with Andy Freed. If you don't know, if you're not from the Tampa Bay area, Andy Freed is one half of the play-by-play voice on and Rays Radio, Tampa Bay Rays MLB Radio. He has been, had his partner, wow, his partner died unexpectedly during spring training camp, Dave Wills, and these guys had been together since day one when they got the job at the same time. They had an original team of Paul Olden and, uh, oh my God, what's his name? I mean, I've done a lot of things with him. Oh yeah. And... They replaced them with Dave and Andy. They didn't even know each other. Uh, Both were in the minors. Actually, Dave was working with the White Sox, but he was doing like pre and post game. And Andy had been in the minors and they sent their tapes in and they told them they interviewed and they told them that they got the job. They had never met until they showed up in Tampa. And they and they went out to lunch, and like the next day they're going to be working. Like they they didn't know each other, and they had been best friends. I mean, everywhere you would go, you would see Andy and Dave together. 
even at the dining area, maybe, uh, you know, off hours. They were they were like, man, and his and his partner died and he's had to, you know, muddle it through, man. And, you know, and while grieving because the show must go on. And so I really was wondering how he was doing. I see him all the time. He's always still got the big smile. I said, how you doing, Andy? Good, good, good. Uh, good. And I said, you know what? I think it's time to come back on the Rock Stops Here podcast and 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 why don't, why don't, why don't, let's just talk. I, I know your fans would love to know. And it was a fabulous sit-down interview up in the Rays radio booth the other day. So I plan on playing that next week. And uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. And please, if you're not subscribed, make sure next week you listen to this podcast because... It's really, really good. He's very, very honest. Very honest. And we've all lost somebody. Fathers, mothers, wives, loved ones. I can't imagine losing a child. Oh, your own child. But we've all been there, and he's doing it on a, on a national, on a stage, you know, where thousands and thousands and thousands of fans listen every day and they feel like they know those guys. So anyway, that will be for next week. We'll do that. But sticking on, I know I had Sage on. Sage is also a big baseball fan. Like he's a big San Francisco Giants fan. He covered other sports, but it's just that he's been in the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Bucks coverage, Joe Bucks fan all these years now, ever since the Tampa Tribune folded. But he's a big baseball guy. And I noticed that baseball attendance is, is up by a pretty good chunk, like 25% across the board. Now, the Oakland A's are bringing that down because they're averaging less than 10,000. The fans, they did that reverse deal the other day, uh, two, three weeks ago, where they went out and forced. They had 20, what, they had like 27,000 fans. Just to show, it's against the owner. It's not against the team. There are fans in Oakland. But the stadium is a shithole. They can't come up with a new one. What do you expect? Everybody there, so they're going to go to Vegas. Um, but other than the Oakland A's, especially even the Rays. Now, the Rays are the best team in baseball. They've been the best team in baseball. So, of course, you would expect attendance to be up. But overall, attendance is up 25%. That's a big, big jump. I think a little bit of it is... The rule changes, the pitch clock, the game moves, uh, the game is much better. They've eliminated some stuff. It is better. It's still not quite where it needs to be, but it's getting better. And I again, my theme, my theory is after COVID, after being locked up, and not knowing what the future holds now. It jolted everybody. People are saying, F it. I'm spending money. If I got to put it on my credit card, I'm doing it. I've said it over and over again. I've been traveling. Every airport and every flight I have been on has been packed. Phoenix, Indianapolis, Denver, back to Phoenix, Los Angeles, now it's going to be Cleveland to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. But every single flight and every every airport I have been in has been packed. And it isn't like there's been discount tickets. That's why I've had to take a couple of red eyes. 
stadiums, I'm seeing people spending, restaurants, booming, booming. Oh, my God, we have spoiled my daughter. Our in-laws uh, introduced her to a steakhouse, Bascom's, and she she was never even a steak eater. She's 14 years, she just turned 14. She never even cared for steak, but, oh, my, took her to Burns one time. She likes the finer things. Oh. So, we were at Bascom's for a celebration, a family celebration, just a couple of weeks ago, and it ain't cheap. And it was her birthday. And where do you want to go? Bascom's. No, Bascom's. Even my father-in-law laughed. What happened to McDonald's? What happened to Chick-fil-A? I thought you liked Chick-fil-A. And we went the other night on a Monday night, Tuesday night. Packed. 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 Doesn't matter how much it costs. It's incredible. Oh, my God. You know, we were over in uh, on Clearwater Beach. Now, I had some funny money. You know what funny money is? That's a radio term. I did a, uh, a call, a, a guy that I know, and I respect, and I did his radio show. He's on a smaller radio station. It's not a big station in Tampa Bay. And he gave me some, it's called, he used to, he used to call it funny money. It's script. It's basically like gift certificates. And he gave it to me to this restaurant on Clearwater Beach Palm Pavilion. He gave me a couple, $10, $10, $20, another one, $30, boom. And I had this in my pocket since like last April. Then it was November. And my wife was so busy. We had so much stuff going on. She's working in the school system and everything. She does everything for Eddie. And we just never could use it. And I'm like, damn, I hope there's not an expiration date on this. So the other day we decided we were just going to go to Clearwater Beach. She and I, because my daughter had a sleepover. And we went and had a drink at this place called the Palm Pavilion. And... We asked the boy, is this good? No, no, I don't see an expiration date. No, this is good. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back here for dinner. We're going to go back to the beach. We'll go walking on Mandalay. And we did, and we went back, and I still got a little money left over. And it was fantastic. But again, now, again, that's a tourist spot. It's off-season. The heat of the summer, it's so stinking hot. The Northerners are back uh, in their respective homes. So it's not really the season right now. But... Palm Pavilion. It was on a Monday. It was packed. We had a 20-minute wait for a table. Monday! On a Monday! It's like, and it doesn't matter. Now, their price is really good, but I'm telling you, places that it's expensive doesn't matter. It's incredible. So I think that's part of the reason why attendance is up at Major League Baseball games. Yes, the games are faster. They're crisper. I love it, but I just also think that like fans are like, F it, I'm going to spend. So it's good to see because baseball needed it. I know I got some old timers like, ah, son of a bitch, ah, I can't stand it. There's a guy, matter of fact, he's one of the Joes at Joe Bucks fan. And he he lo- he wants to tell me how bad he used to love baseball. 
he, he goes way in the past. And he said he used to have the MLB package and all this. And he would actually get stressed out at night watching the games with the shift. And they don't bunt. They don't steal. And I told him, I said, Joe, go, have you watched the Rays? They do steal. They do bunt. They don't, there's no more shift. You know, and, oh, I, I could never go back to baseball. I gave it up. I gave it up. Oh, the game is terrible today. Have you seen it lately? No, he doesn't want to even, he doesn't even want to look. So, I mean, you're going to get, no matter, anytime you change anything, you're going to get people that are steadfast in their ways and are not even willing to give a chance to the change. That's fine. That's their prerogative. But the next day after we did that, finally, I went to the Bucks, and he was like giving me all these reasons again why he didn't like baseball anymore. It's okay. I don't care. That's fine. That's fine. So, you know, there's some people you can't change their minds. That's okay. I'm fine with that. So that's that. Everything is good. We've settled in pretty much pretty good here. I've come to the conclusion that I don't have a spot to hang out where I live unless I befriend somebody that I can drink some beers with in the neighborhood. Other than that, that's how it goes. But it's okay. It is a-okay. Life is good. Everything is doing fine. So I think that's about it today. I'm trying to think uh, what else I wanted to uh, get to. And that is really about it. Matter of fact, I got to do a show tonight. And I guarantee it's about, it's going to be about the Bucks. It's going to be about the Rays. And I guarantee you this host is going to ask me about Kyle Trask. Because you know why? Even though he lives in Iowa, he is a transplant and he's a Gator fan. So I'm already gearing up. Maybe I should just throw him. Maybe I should just prank him. Maybe I might even, maybe I'll do that. What the hell? Have some fun. All right, listen, I hope you have some fun. It is summer vacation. It's summer, 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 summer. I know you're probably grinding, but try to get some time to enjoy yourself. Life is short. That's going to be the theme of next week's Rock Stops Here podcast because that was what Andy basically learned from this. It Life is really not guaranteed. It really isn't. Tomorrow is not so try to keep, try to live it, man, as best you can. All righty. We also have someone that we know very close that is dealing with uh, the C word and it doesn't look good. And Addie and Emily are going to bake uh, a cake or cupcakes or something. I saw the thing. It's very, very nice. He's young too, man. All righty. Well, listen, listen, listen. Let, let's 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 positive. Let's keep it going. Let's have fun. Let's prank. Maybe I'll prank on this show tonight. All right. Go Kyle Trask. <laughs> oh my God. If he's if he's good enough, they'll they want to win. They'll be the starter. I don't think so, but I will say. All right. Listen. I'll talk to you next week. The rock stops here. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs>